I think when you have the right support system, it makes you look good, right? It makes you look like you could be a doer, but you just know how to extend yourself almost like an artificial leg where the extra support allows you to do things you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. All right. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited for this conversation with my dear friend, Bonnie. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, it's so great to be here. I'm really excited to get into all this stuff because like you and I have talked about AI stuff, outsourcing systems so much and geek out on it a ton. So like, I know that everyone listening in is going to like find this shit fascinating, but first things first, let's get into rapid fire. Ready? I'm ready. All right. What is something you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful to have helped a viral video creator (laughs) over 2 million views, followers, (laughs) followers, not views, reach out to me. Super exciting. Yeah. And like, be like, hey, I want to work with you. I love it. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Oh my God. All the toxic plastic surgery shows on YouTube where they analyze the celebrities and what they had done. I love that. And it makes me feel better after I watch it. (laughs) Amazing. What's a random fact that people might not know about you? I used to be a balloon artist. Stop it. What? Wait, I need more information. It was my first job ever as a balloon artist at restaurants. And I got paid up to $250 an hour working with celebrities' (laughs) children in New York City because like your podcast listeners are going to find out about me. I'm a weird, obsessive person who just goes into rabbit holes and like wants to be the best at everything. So I got to be one of the best balloon artists in my area and got hooked up with an agent and they were like, Hey, let's send you to like Jerry Seinfeld's kids mansion in the Hamptons. (laughs) Stop it. This is so wild. You were one of the best balloon artists in my area (laughs) and I wore balloon dresses. Okay. So also tangent, I hope you can find a picture of a balloon dress and I would love to see it for sure. I love this random fact. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting anything like that. Like you had an agent for ballooning. Yeah. <laughs> you make the big bucks, right? You get an agent. This is so cool. I love it. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, because obviously you're creating exactly what you want to be doing. 
what kind of job or career would you have? And it can't be a balloon artist because you've already done that. Okay. And it can be anything. Like you don't need to be qualified for this. Like what's something that's just like, oh, that'd be so cool. Well, I feel really aligned with what I'm doing. So I would just have to say like a different niche. Like I might do biohacking and like anti-aging influencing. I would be a vegan activist for sure. Like Mm -hmm. I would be a save the animals, cuckoo crazy, like don't kill the, (laughs) you know, the thingy animals. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'd be a vegan activist for sure. (laughs) All right. All right. Wait, but are you vegan? No, I'm aspiring. That's why I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I'm aspiring vegan. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. Oh boy. Okay. What did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be an actress and a singer and a talk show host. Oh my gosh. Same. Yeah. <laughs> same. Look at us now. Any weird talents or special skills? And it's going to have to be something outside of the ballooning because we already address that one I can make a cat sound that sounds remarkably like a cat like it's the microphone was cutting it out I think it's like blocking because it thinks it's like not you talking (laughs) do you want me to give a different one (laughs) no no just try it again hold on I'll be quiet see the thing about this is I can, I love the dedication because I can tell you're really committed to it. The microphone's blocking it out. I think it's because it thinks it's background noise. We so I one? think, no, that's okay. We got a snippet of it, but I feel like it's so good that the microphone was like, oh, that's background noise. There's a cat in the room. Block it out. She's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When is the last time that you cried? Gosh, when did I cry last? I think in a week, within the past week. Yeah, I got a little sad. Okay. The last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. I'm laughing pretty hard now, but I've controlled (laughs) myself. What is your favorite meal? Oh my God, mac and cheese. Hence why I'm not the Mm. vegan activist. (laughs) Right? Mac and cheese, yes. Where's the next place you want to travel to? Mexico. Mm. Any plans for this? Because you're in Bali mm-hmm. currently, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to be moving to Playa del Carmen when I do my podcast tour. So I'm excited for that. Wait, when is that happening? Soonish. Okay. <laughs> Soon, wow. yeah. Be back on this side of the planet. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Those are all my silly rapid fire questions. Now we're going to start getting into the the juicy stuff. So a little context for everyone listening. I met Bonnie in a mastermind, like what in 2019? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2019, I think. And one of the things about Bonnie, we've become friends. We've like collaborated in projects together, like so many different things. And one of the things that I love about you, and I'm always so fascinated and like inspired by with you is you have such a genius way of looking at trends, analyzing data, like all this kind of stuff and creating systems, right? And especially systems to outsource, make your life easier, free up your time, all of that, which is such a gift of yours. And you did this in past programs, right? You had outsourcing programs, source it. And now you are have really not just now, but like really for the past year, Has it been a full year, but really 
leaned into the AI space, like chat GPT and all that kind of stuff and know so much about that. So one of the things I would like, let's just talk about outsourcing a little bit, because that is, I mean, you're living in Bali, you're able to travel everywhere, right? Like have your business be wherever you are, have so much time, freedom, location, freedom. What are some of the keys to outsourcing? If people are like, oh my gosh, I wish I could outsource more of my work or like give more to a VA or an assistant or something. Like what are some of the key things to outsource? What are the key things to outsourcing? Okay. So like a quick little background. So I am somebody who has ADD. I tend not to be a very good at doing a lot of things myself, right? I am a visionary, not an executor. And so by necessity, I needed to do this. And kind of the fast forwarded version of this is by you know, creating this course that like the top ranked course in Forbes as the number one mm-hmm. training in online hiring and outsourcing, I helped over 11,000 people learn to replace themselves in their businesses. And the net of that is we achieved over $6.5 million in sales in client results. And I've helped many, many brands double and triple and 5X the revenue. And the secret for that has always come down to one formula. And this is the same formula that's helped people make an additional 100K up to a million dollars in revenue. And this is it. We've got to look at what tasks are taking up your time right now. What tasks don't you love? What tasks don't you have the skills for? What are your major time sucks in your business? And how can we take that low dollar power work and replace it with more high dollar power work? So more sales, more marketing, more getting you out there in mass. And the more we can do that in our businesses, the more we can replace the $3 an hour work, the $5 an hour work, the $15 an hour work, for some people, the $100 an hour work, and replace it more with our highest and best use, the things that light us up. Not only are we going to be happier in our businesses, but we're also going to make two to three times as much. And it is a very simple math equation of replacing that with more of our, for it's going to range for different people. Sometimes they're replacing it with their hundred dollar an hour work. Sometimes they're replacing it with their thousand dollar an hour work. So how does someone get started with like offloading stuff or identifying like what they should let go of most? Like obviously the value of it. Yeah. So always a time inventory is like the best place to start. Mm-hmm. So you want to look at like, where are you spending your time right now? So for most people, who are listening to this pod be eating up most of their time is probably going to be virtual assistant work for some of them. It's going to be an online business manager, but for some people it might be a video editor, but wherever your time sucks are, that's the first place that you outsource because it's easy enough to start to free up that space. And once you have the space, you can fill it with more of your coaching programs, et cetera. Yeah. I love that. And I agree. Usually like when I'm working with clients and stuff like that, and they're like, I'm so busy and da, 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 da. Like, what do I do with a VA? I'm like, first things first. Yeah. Literally like do a time audit of everything you're doing. Like I have people do what you're actually doing, like make a list of that and how much time and all that kind of stuff. And then also a list of what you want to be doing, or you think you should be doing right. And seeing how all of that falls. And then we can like shift stuff to other people's plates. So yeah, I love that you said that. And I really actually love that you said, like mentioned the ADHD thing, because that's something for me, I think I even like felt this yesterday or even today was thinking about this. And you just like 
spoke it, where for certain things to get done at all, it has to be done by somebody else for me. And like for so many things. And sometimes I've been frustrated with like, oh, like there's certain things that I'm just like not being consistent at or whatever. And the like, I'll lean in and go hard for like a few weeks or a month or whatever. And then like just that sort of like push, pull all in and then all out sort of energy and realizing like, oh wait, like I just need more systems of support. And like so many things cannot be dependent on me. Yeah. So yeah. And it's interesting because I wouldn't look at you and think like, oh, you aren't a doer or any of that stuff. Right. But you've been so masterful at creating that support so that you don't have to be the doer. Right. I think when you have the right support system, it makes you look good, right? It makes you look like you could be a doer, but you just know how to extend yourself almost like an artificial leg, right? Where the extra support allows you to do things you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Yeah. When did you kind of realize like, oh shit, I need to have other people doing stuff and helping me? Or when did that happen? Yeah. Great question. Okay. So it actually happened (laughs) long ago, shortly after the balloon artistry, actually. I (laughs) was getting my first real job and I discovered digital marketing and I recognized the power of it. So I switched from being a happy balloon artist (laughs) who made $250 an hour to being something my mom would approve of more, which is working for a corporate company as a digital marketing consultant, making $20 an hour. And through the course of working my ass off for two years, I ended up making $16,000 a year, which I guess is, it's not nothing, right? But it was devastating to me because I realized that that's American poverty standards. It's not enough to live on, right? Yeah. And so I had this heartbreaking self-esteem moment where I was like, something's got to change. And I went to an internet marketing conference and being a hot young lady, (laughs) the creepy old men pulled me into the VIP section and I got to party with some of the biggest names who are still currently the biggest names in internet marketing. And (laughs) they are not holy men. I will tell you that. (laughs) And anyway, so they dropped $32,000 or $36,000 on bottle service over the course of four hours. And in talking to them, I recognized that they did not have any of the skills that I was you know, learning. They didn't know how to do any of the technical skills. They didn't have video editing. Mm. They didn't have any of the, would be the modern day Canva skills, right? And I was so confused by that because I just thought, assumed they would be masterful at all these things that I was at everything. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. But what actually was true is that they learned the skill set of making money and they hired everything else out. And some of them outsourced, you know, internationally. And that was my light bulb moment where I was like, okay, if I want to explode my income, then I get to look, do what they're doing. Oh, that's such a powerful realization. So powerful being like, wait, you don't do any of this shit. And like, you don't even know how you don't even know how. Ah, (laughs) okay. Yeah. And that's such a, like when I read rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki, right. Which is such like a Bible of like, you know, building wealth and investing and money and all that kind of stuff. One of the kind of premises or things that he talks about is 
like almost having like a lazy mentality where it's not actually lazy, but like that mentality or mindset of like, how do I get someone else to do the work for me so that you keep your time to yourself, which is exactly like what you're talking about. It's like, oh no, you learn how to make money and learn how things work and systems and processes and how to do this stuff, but then don't be the doer of it. Mm -hmm. A really big breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge breakthrough. And once you have that, that's what enables you to double, triple, Mm -hmm. 5X your income by starting to replace yourself in the business, firing yourself from the tasks you don't like, you're not vibing with, you can't stay consistent with, and just giving yourself the freedom to do the things that you love to do and that you're best at and not have to torture yourself with all these other things. Yes, 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 yes. And so one kind of last thing on like outsourcing and well, I guess it's not really last thing because technically AI, which we're going to be talking about, that's pretty much outsourcing too, just a different way. What are some of the, like your best advice for teaching other people how to do stuff for you? So it's actually the same. It's funny that you say like outsourcing is the same as AI, because I feel that is true as well. It's a different kind of delegating. And the most important thing with people as well as using AI is giving crystal clear instructions and teaching yourself the ability to give very clear and specific instructions. And a lot of beginner delegators will put the onus on the person that they're hiring. And they're like, they're just not a performer. They're not an A player. They're not a star, right? Mm. But what is actually happening is they are not giving clear enough instructions for someone to follow it. And they're not holding themselves accountable for understanding that communication is the response that you get, right? So if you want to be a good communicator, you need to take responsibility for what the other person received and learn to refine your communication so that it's clear, so that there aren't things that are vague, that there aren't things that have double meetings, right? That. It's just taking a little bit of extra time to make it a clear set of instructions and understanding and creating feedback loops. If for some reason you aren't clear, the other person has full permission to ask clarifying questions before the task begins so that if there is a lack of clarity, because we all get busy, sometimes we're just you know moving quickly and we think something is perfectly clear and it's not. And just giving the permission to say, hey, like if I'm ever unclear, feel free to ask clarifying questions at the beginning of this task so that Mm -hmm. we can make sure everything is covered and you have all the information that you need. Yeah. So smart, like how to communicate. And that's something that I learned from you with AI and chat GPT is talking to chat GPT, which is a perfect transition into AI stuff, talking to it as if it is like an actual assistant or a VA and like a real person, right? Cause Mm -hmm. like Yeah. And so when I've like asked you questions or kind of seen you formulate stuff about like for chat GBT, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just talk to it. Like it's a human, which makes sense, right? Like it's designed to understand us and interpret us. So like we should just be able to talk freely. Yes. Like talk as in our normal way, but also being clear and stuff like that. But like Yeah. So that was one of the things that was so helpful for me. It's like, oh yeah, just talk to it as if I was talking to my virtual assistant. Exactly. Okay. So let's dive into AI stuff and chat GPT specifically, because you have, you're such an expert at chat GPT and 
have blown up with regard to like AI stuff and how to leverage it. First things first, chat GPT and GPT-4, the differences. Okay, sure. So chat GPT versus GPT-4. So GPT-4 is the latest edition of chat GPT, <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's the paid version and that includes GPT-4. And then we've got the regular version, which is at this time of the recording, it's GPT-3.5, right? There is a massive difference in capability between those two models. Some have estimated that GPT-4 has the IQ that is 10 points below Albert Einstein. And like when they did the standardized test between the two of them, like GPT-3.5 got like 50% scores. And get this, GPT-4 scored higher than 96% of the people listening to this on their SAT, and it outscored 90% of the people listening to this if they took the bar exam. And what's even more wild about that is they did not train it on the test answers. <laughs> like, so they have to feed it stuff in order for it okay. to understand it. With the SAT, they were just like, yeah, go have at it, right? But from the information it's already memorized from the internet and books and all these things, it was already yeah. good to go. And so from a writing, oh, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I would hope that it does better than most people if it's able to immediately source everything that's on the internet, right? Yes. And <laughs> is it not wonderful and kind of scary that it's done better yes. than like yes. your smartest friend? <laughs> yes, because it's not focused on that, right? But it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a supercomputer. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to practical usages, the reasoning engine of GPT-4 is really advanced. And so its ability to decode patterns, its ability to have logic is so much better. And its writing ability and its understanding of tone and nuance is so much better in GPT-4. And so we get into some of the practical usages of this when it comes to writing-oriented tasks where it's really important to master a tone. Like let's say we're cloning a voice or we're you know, wanting something to be in your exact YouTube style or social media style. You're going to want to at least start with GPT-4 because it's a lot smarter. Yeah. See, this makes this is so helpful because I only use chat GPT regular. And so there have been certain things where I'm like, unimpressed with the results. And I think that's probably why. And sometimes I'm like, I spent more time freaking telling you what to do. And you gave me shit. I'm going to do this myself. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I really need to just do four. You need to do four. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what are some of the best practices with using AI so that it'll work really effectively? Yeah. So Going back to what you said before, assume yeah. it can understand you like a human, right? Understanding that unclear instructions equal crappy results, giving it feedback when it messes up. So saying, hey, like you did this well, but here's what I'd like you to improve. Don't be afraid. Like if you do get a frustrating result to be like, here's what you need to shift and change. And like, let's say you've been giving it a prompt and like it forgets after a certain series of prompts, which happens feel free to remind it and say, I like to say it in a nice mm. way in case the computer becomes conscious. <laughs> right. Right. Same. Like, don't be mean to it. Yeah. It'd be nice. I just like to say I'm like, it. Alexa, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
So I like to say, hey, like this part is good, right? You mastered the, the content I want, but the tone is really off and it doesn't model the previous set of instructions. I'm going to give you the previous set of instructions again. So you remember, and I'd like for you to continue in this style. Okay. Really fun is like, you can ask chat GPT how to use it. So right now we have this cool chat GPT app on the iPhone where you can just download it from OpenAI and they have an audio section where you can just talk it out. So you can actually like start the conversation by saying, hey, I want you to do this thing and try to describe it in as as much detail as, as possible and say, can you do that? Right. And then it'll say yes or no. Right. If it says yes. Okay, cool. I want you to act as if you're a prompt engineer who works for OpenAI and has a lot of experience with large language models. And I would like for you to take what I'd like to do, and I would like for you to create detailed step-by-step instructions I can use as a chat GPT prompt to accomplish this result. And then maybe you know, give it like a, some spacing, right? Because it, it responds to line breaks. So, you know, spacing it out and say, here is what an ideal output looks like, right? If it's a social media post or it's a podcast pitch, I'd like for you to model this, you know? Mm. So you can always ask it to basically teach you how to use it. And you can ask it to teach oh, cool. you the prompts of how to get the outcomes that you want by always going back to that act as if you're a prompt engineer and I'd like to produce this kind of output. Can you give me a highly detailed prompt, including X, Y, Z, and Q, right? And include what I would be doing to model this, whatever it is, mm-hmm. social media posts, YouTube script, da, 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 da. So cool. Yeah. Like, okay, tell me how to use you better, <laughs> right? Like yeah. what are some prompts that I should use? Like, okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. Generate right? 15 prompts I could use to make highly effective YouTube videos. And the last tip, and this should be obvious for your audience, because they're so successful as creators generally, is you have to infuse your own flavor to it. And that's Mm going to look like different things for different people. For some people who have like chronic writer's block, it might be that GPT like generates the first bit of something and then you customize it and you add your flavor and your jokes and your stories. For some people, it's going to be taking their original output and like putting it through GPT to improve the readability, the persuasiveness, to add a hook right? For some people who are in your audience, they download or they channel their information. And it's going to be simply having GPT or another large language model create a scroll stopping hook. And then everything else is just going to be the download, right? It doesn't really matter how you use it, but you need to make things your own. Ultimately, your content is going to be far more effective if you are using AI in some capacity to help you expand your reach. AI is a lot like Mm -hmm. makeup, right? There's some of us who just want a little lip gloss and we're ready to go. And then there's some of us who want dramatic, full-face theatrical makeup like the Kardashians. And neither one is right or wrong, right? But ultimately, the design of AI is to enhance your natural beauty, not to... Ideally, you know, not to make you look like a totally different person, right? Yeah. Unless that's what you want, you know? Right. 
See, the way that I've used it a lot is, I mean, I've even in my PR business had it write some articles for me for clients really quickly. But one of the things for me is because I have a team, I have a virtual assistant, my VAs are in the Philippines. And so sometimes like in my work hours, they're asleep, right? And I don't expect them to be working. Like they do adjust their hours a bit because they have a lot of US-based clients, but I don't expect them to be up at like 3 a.m., right? Like working on my stuff. And so if that's like prime work hours for me over here in California, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really want this done really quickly. And this is what I'm working on right now. My VAs aren't awake currently. So I sometimes just use ChatGPT as a VA, right? Like, and have it do those quick things or research or draft some things. And even if like, I rarely use what it spits out to me as like, there we go, copy paste, right? Like I usually am always massaging it, making it more my own voice and stuff like that. But yeah, it can be such a great supplement and like virtual assistant essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So actually like, what are all the, like some of the ways that you're using it for yourself and your business that you really love? Oh, I'm having fun. There's not a way that I'm not using it. I love it. And I feel like it's an extension of everything that I do. I use it as an ADD person to organize my thoughts, create custom to-do lists, organize my travel plans, help me instantly understand like what kind of B-roll to shoot. I use it all the time for mindset stuff, journaling, taking my journal entries and turning them into Elizabeth Gilbert inspired (laughs) short (laughs) stories so I can see things from an outside lens. I make custom meditations to help me firm my beliefs and shift them. And they're amazing. I create online courses like in minutes. I take YouTube videos that are verbose from people who I admire teaching things that are complicated and instantly turn them into online courses so I can understand it better. I like creating sales pages with it that are really freaking good, creating webinars with it. I'm creating social media posts. I'm cloning people's voices as writing styles and sending it to them and being like, here, (laughs) I cloned you. I'm working with viral creators right now one who has over 2 million followers and like helping him clone his writing style and his short form video style. Same, same with other viral creators who have hundreds of thousands and millions of views on their videos for long form YouTube videos. We're like saying, hey, this video got like a million views. Let's model the scripting formula. So GPT can automatically generate like 70 to 80% of your script from your original content. And you can just sit back, relax and produce so much more. So you can focus on your, you know, seven figure business. And so there's so much fun stuff that it's like, what am I not using it for? (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the voice cloning thing. And so when you say that, just to clarify for the audience, we're not talking about the like actual audio, like AI voice, that sort of thing, but cloning voice as in teaching it how to write like somebody. And so that it sounds like somebody's writing. And you've done that for me actually, which was really cool. And I know that for each person, like if you're doing that for somebody, it it looks different for whoever it is, kind of the process to land on it. But what are some of the, and I know in your coaching, when you work with clients and in your course, that's going to be coming out, like you go into this stuff, all of this stuff in such detail and so specific to really teach everyone how to do it. But like, what's kind of like a quick overview 
to like, for how you teach it, how to talk like you more. Yeah. Okay. So what GPT is really good at is predicting the next word based on patterns that it's given, right? So what we can do is give it at least four samples of whatever it is that we're recreating. So if it's an email series, um, give it four samples of the exact kind of email and the exact kind of voice we would be modeling, right? And then we want to say, hey, um, GPT-4, I would love for you to learn this email writing style. And I'm going to provide four samples After each sample, I would like for you to create a (laughs) detailed list of the words that are used, the writing quirks, the style, the commonly used expressions, the tone, all of these things. And I would like for you to make a detailed list with at least 10 adjectives in each category after each input. And it'll say, sure, I'd be happy to. And then you give it four samples, right? And then you can say, I'd like for you to compile all of these things that you just gave to me and create one combined list that encapsulates all of them, basically. You can also teach it to like learn from each output so that it's like getting better and better each time it does it. And once you have that, then you have your voice prompt. And your voice prompt is essentially something that you can input into the beginning of any important piece of writing. And it's going to look like a series of brackets, basically, right? And Mm -hmm. you put this at the beginning of an important piece of writing and you say, hey, GPT-4, I would like for you to use this style guide named Lauren, bracket, bracket, when we're writing everything in the sequence. So it's going to make your prompts longer, right? Mm-hmm. But everything that you're writing in that, all of the series of things you're creating in that, whatever you're creating, email, da, 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 YouTube, et cetera, is all going to be in the style of Lauren. And when you do this right, you will be blown away by what happens. All of the people who I've showed this to, like you, for instance, like, I showed you some samples and your exact reaction was, I wrote this. I wrote this. I was like, no, you didn't write this. You're like, this is weird. I like this. You're so good at this. This is strange. (laughs) Like you literally thought you wrote the samples I sent to you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, this this is great. No, I, I think that was part of it. Yeah. I thought it was mine. And I was like, I don't remember doing this. And then I was like, wait, who wrote this? Cause they copied me or something like that too. And I'm like, it's it's surreal. It's really surreal. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and it takes a little bit, like you have to learn how to think a little bit differently and like almost slow down how you're thinking. But once you do that, like it becomes much easier to like tell it how to do things and get what you want. Yeah. A question for you actually, because I feel like I did this once with well, I've only used ChatGPT, not GPT-4 or like basic, you know, the the free version. And I feel like there were, at one point I was curious to see how it would help me prep for a podcast interview actually. And so I was putting somebody's, what I told it or what I think I told it was, 
can you look at so-and-so's Instagram and based off of the content that this person posts, come up with some like potential interview questions for them. And I was just wanted to see. And when I did it once, it did give me several questions and topics. But then when I tried another time, like later, it was like, oh, we can't visit websites or like, we can't visit a specific like Instagram and do that. And so I don't know if I just asked it differently somehow, or if something changed to where, cause yeah. Cause do you know, like if I, it's like if gen- you put in my Instagram and you were like, look at all her Instagram posts and tell me what she talks about most. Can yeah. it do that? Generally speaking at the time of this recording, chat GPT is resistant to browsing the internet, although it does have the ability in GPT-4 to browse the internet. It's okay at it. It's not great yet. Yeah, definitely will be getting a lot better in a year from now and maybe even a couple months from now when, you know, people are re-listening to this, it may have improved dramatically. At the time of this recording, it's tight. It's not that great. So (laughs) all right. what I would do now is I would give it like samples of that person's Mm -hmm. content. And then from there, I would say like, I'd like for you to craft some questions. So the conversation might start something like this. Hey, chat GPT, I'm going to feed you some samples of Lauren's writing and you're just going to respond with the word red. And then I've given you three samples. I'd like for you to come up with 15 (laughs) (laughs) interview questions for Lauren using and try to get specific, like her background, like I'd love for you to come up with some questions that dive into some unusual questions people might not ask her, some common misconceptions about what she does. Try to prompt it with as specifically as possible as what you want it to give you, right? Because that's going to give you better results than say, come up with 15 podcast questions for her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) So what are some of the ways that people can use it for social media, creating social media content at like, whether that's YouTube videos, Instagram posts, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so much stuff, right? So for social media, let's start with YouTube, right? You can have chat GPT um, script out videos and have it script out a YouTube or a TikTok in the following style, a reaction style video, right? You can input the original text from the video and say, I want you to craft a reaction style video in a sassy tone. I want you to craft a how-to style video, a before and after video, a top 10 video, myth-busting video, Q&A style, comedy sketch in this specific comedian's style right? And I'd like you to have it about this specific topic. You can have chat GPT generate YouTube titles. You can also do this with TubeBuddy and you can have it generate thumbnail ideas, video scripts, engaging hooks, calls to action. You can have it really come up with a month's worth of highly sellable content, right? So you can have it say, hey, chat GPT. I am interested in you coming up with a 30-day content calendar for me, and I am a PR expert, and I help 
high achieving women who are often coaches, experts, and consultants make their next seven figures online, I would like for you to address the common pain points, dreams, and desires that they face and create a 30-day content calendar, which is geared towards sales and come up with a list of topics that would be relevant to them based off of their common dreams, desires, and pain points. You'll be blown away by what it comes up with. And it'll give you like a day-by-day calendar of exactly what you can do. You can come up with like, I love it for like, I like using it to write scripts on demand. So like what I've been Mm -hmm. doing lately with viral video creators is we've like decoded why they went viral and put it into a pattern. And what's funny is at the end of the day, like a viral video script, particularly using reels is just a pattern. It is just a pattern and it is a pattern that AI can learn. And so what you could actually do is you could take some of your, like, let's say best performing Instagram stories, get them transcribed and then say, Hey, or have an assistant do it. And you can say, Hey, like I'm going to have my $3 an hour VA take my top performing Instagram stories and put them into this scripting format where it's going to put it into a scripting format that AI can automatically generate, let's say 70 to 80% of a viral video formula. And then you just come in and you make it your own. And this is how creators I'm working with are doubling their outputs and getting two to three times as much done. And I think a lot of people are skeptical that this would be any good. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a fair skepticism because what they've seen online already is mediocre AI content. So if you're open to it, I'd love to share a story of what is possible right now. Yeah. Okay. So one of the gentlemen who I'm mentoring, his name is Dominic. He also goes by Mr. Grateful. And he had 3,500 followers on Instagram for five years consistently. And he- (laughs) 3,500. Yeah. Five years. And he- made a bet with the universe and publicly online. And he said when he had 8,500 followers, he had gotten a little momentum right in a short time. He said, I'm going to get a hundred thousand followers in the next 30 days. Let's see if I can do it. And all my content is going to be AI generated. And so, (laughs) so, So I got to tell you, he did not meet his goal on day 22. He far exceeded it. He had had 136 (laughs) followers on day 22. By day 30, he had 160,000. He had the kinds of results you cannot fake, which is like 4.8 million views on viral videos, 1 million views, 1 million views. Like you can't buy that kind of engagement. It's not cheap. And I've seen his lives. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people showing up. I've seen the comments. I'm so happy for you. You know, I've had those followers pop into my inbox and say, blah, blah, blah. So what's important to understand here, right, is that there's a right way to do this. And what Mr. Grateful was doing is he was having the AI, you know, generate like 70% of the script and then he'd come in and make it his own. Right. Mm -hmm. So using AI as a collaborative tool, but allowing him to get consistent content out there day after day for 30 days and have those scripts be exceptional. Right. Cause he was taking his original idea. He was adding in the best hook possible. Right. 
he was going back and forth with it and saying, hey, take this thing Bill Gates recently said and turn it into a script for me using all of his original words. And then I'm going to like add my flavor to it. So this is the biggest misconception I'd love people to leave this podcast with is AI generated content does not generate low quality content. It actually takes anything that you do and it can make it so much better and so much stronger. Mm -hmm. You just need to know how to use it correctly. Wow. Yeah. So what were like his method was like, look at my well-performing stuff and then create like a structure or a template for that. For his viral videos, he like consulted with the AI, like for everything strategy wise. So he created what he calls agent GPT, which is a social media agent Mm -hmm. who understands his brand and understands like what he's up to. And he would run all the ideas past his agent and see like what the agent had to say. He'd also feed it its metrics every single day to say, Hey, these are the metrics I got. Like, what do you think? And then when he did go viral, he put in the metrics for his 4.8 million views. And he said, why did this go viral? Like, here's the script. Why do you think this went viral? And it gave him an explanation. And so just imagine you have like a genius who is 10 points below Einstein in your pocket. If you're not using this, but your competitor is, who's going to get further ahead? Or if you're competing against yourself, which version of you do you want to be? Do you want to be the version that has a genius in her pocket that can get 10 times as much done? Or do you want to be the version that's like, AI is stupid? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is fascinating. Okay. So yeah, you really got to like kind of hold hands with it and like get to know it in a sense and teach it how to get to know you also. Yeah. Yeah. Super smart. So an, another thing you, unless you have, have more to add there, cause I can keep going with no, more ideas all and stuff. <laughs> no. I mean, and just like also that other video creators that I've been working with have been getting their top performing views, like on AI videos. So just like solidifying the point that it's not just Mr. Grateful, that this is something right. that, yeah, like yeah. that you can do and ought to do. Yeah. So, well, you may not want to share this and I know you're not going to share all the steps, but you're like viral that you've cracked the code literally is what you said of how to create viral videos and not to like give away all the, the exact formula, but what are some tips from what you learned with that for how to increase your visibility with the help of AI? So here's like what I did break down kind of the process. So I sat down and I looked at the top performing viral videos on real specifically, because I feel like that algorithm is a lot more specific. So it was easier to crack the code on. And so I looked at top performing talking head videos that had gotten over a million views per reel. And I laid them out side by side. And I had my assistant who is amazing, create a spreadsheet with all of the pictures of each one. And then I took all of the hooks and I had her lay out what were the beginning hooks of all these videos. And then we had GPT. I trained it on one viral video script and I explained like why it went viral, right? So I like looked at the script and used sort of my knowledge to explain why it went viral. And I put it in as a pattern. I said, hey, GPT, here's this viral video script. Here's why it went viral. I want you to take all these other viral video scripts and now it's your turn (laughs) to decide the same pattern. 
And then from there, we took that and we turned it into a fill in the blank template that our students can use so that they can look at a fill in the blank formula where it's like step one is you do this. Step two is you do this. And so what I gather that your audience can quickly gain from that is like, you can definitely use AI to script your viral video hooks. You can look at the hooks of top creators and use those. You can understand that a lot of viral videos are using what I call the three step. So they'll have a, do you want to give me like a topic? Cause I could probably like riff like the general idea. Ooh. Oh, what was that? Ooh idea for? Yeah. Give me something funny, like a funny topic you think I'd be familiar enough with that I could like riff on that you oh. think I know the three steps. The three, st- I don't know. Like I'm like thinking one for me and now I'm like blanking. I'm like, okay, let's be like, how do use your sexual energy to manifest better. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll just... join my program. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Then how to pitch to podcast or something? Cause you've been getting a lot of, yeah. Okay. Let's start with the viral video hook. So something like this, apparently you can use AI to pitch to podcasts in seconds and get ranked on top ranked podcasts. Let me break it down how I did it. Woohoo! So exciting to be famous. That's a pattern interrupt. A lot of viral videos do something kind of funny, like after they say something serious. Sometimes they'll do a secondary hook, which is like, and you don't want to miss this, right? Because yeah. it's really weird and strange. And then a lot of viral videos on Reels will do what I call the three step. So they'll give you three easy steps on like what you want to do. So Step one is you want to have AI come up with over a hundred different podcasters. Step two, you can use this tool called Merlin to like highlight text on their page and instantly come up with a customized pitch that sounds like you and is catered to exactly what they talk about. Ooh, creepy and cool, right? Yeah. And then step three, like have this AI agent send them all out in like batches of a hundred. And just wait, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Oh, look, we just got booked on a top ranked podcast. And then an ideal format for this would likely be a loop, right? So you could end it on a word that would kind of like loop back in into the, apparently you can use like AI. Those are so smart when that happens. And like, sometimes I'm like, I don't realize that it just started over. And I'm like, oh, I just watched it for a second time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a perfect loop. Yeah. That's so smart. I mean, it's that hook that has like, did you know, I bet you didn't know, like a kind of a myth buster kind of like hook. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to show you how, and then you go into the like meat of it. Right. And then kind of have your concluding bit there. But yeah, the thing is like with my video, I'm kind of sick of the super, like I'm starting to get sick and burnt out of the like influencer viral video format of like having those like emoji pop up like different angle right like it's just starting to get feel a little chaotic and i think also because people have realized that's really effective so more people are doing it and now i feel like everyone's videos are being edited by the same person is what it looks like <laughs> yeah that's true and like top creators on reels are making things their own right so some of them are using yeah. some of the same style frameworks but a lot of them are using really highly produced looking content, split screen effects, and you can make things your own vibe wise. Like if you all check out Mr. Grateful, 
he has a real chill tone about him. He's like slow. His lighting is dark. It's kind of sexy. And he's just like, hey, like, I want to tell you about AI and how it can change your life. (laughs) And so, like, I think it's important to model the framework of what works, right? And what the algorithms want if reach is your goal or in building a massive Mm -hmm. audience is your goal, which I believe it ought to be for a lot of people because audience acquisition solves all problems, right? You can only get as many sales as you have the leads for, right? Like sales solves all problems, but if you don't have the audience to start with, there are no sales to be had, right? And everything breaks down to percentages in terms of your offers. It's like you can't have a huge launch if you don't have enough opt-ins, enough signups for that launch, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're doing like a small audience, John, where you're like just selling to the same people over and over again. But for most people, like having a larger audience is just going to mean more sales. And so- I just think that take the framework of what works and then make it your own. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. You mentioned before we hit record, like chatting about some copywriting cheat codes. Oh yes. Tell me more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to give your audience the 411, the special content that I wouldn't share anywhere else. So, okay. Listen up you guys. Yeah. Listen up. So I've recognized recently that GPT-4 is a good copywriter, but there's actually something that is far better. And what that is, is there's an AI model called Claude. And Claude, (laughs) I know, my new boyfriend, Claude, he is an incredible writer, although he's kind of like a true artist like Van Gogh. Like, He's really good at what he does. And then he gets drunk and like cuts his ear off and then sends it to you. (laughs) But when he writes persuasive writing, you're like, holy shit, Claude, are you okay? Are you all right? Like you seem like a real person in there that's like so good at writing persuasive writing. So step one number one is like get access to Claude. Okay. Claude is a different AI tool. It's a different AI tool that top copywriters in our industry have said blows GPT out of the water because it's a specialized tool. It's not perfect at mastering tone. So that's something like GPT-4 is better at that. But first of all, you could just take what you want to say, right? And dictate it and say, hey, Claude, I want you to act as if you're a world-class copywriter. And I would like for you to take this text and make it highly persuasive, emotionally engaging, and better. And then you Mm -hmm. can use some of these cheat codes that I'm about to give you. Just that will take what you have to say and transform it into like some of the most persuasive writing you've ever seen. And you might after that need to take that and turn it over into GPT-4 and say, hey, use the Lauren prompt for my voice and make this sound more like me because it may sound like a Mm -hmm. little to whatever. But the level of persuasion I've seen come from that is like world-class. It's better than any copywriter ever paid hundreds of dollars an hour to can write. Okay. Sorry, guys. Love you. You're listening. (laughs) (laughs) And I have some specific like codes they can use as well if you want to hear them. Sure. Okay. So there's some codes you can use for like any piece of writing, whether you're using Claude or using GPT-4. And like basically what it's just going to do is it's just going to memorize pre-trained copywriting framework 
and it'll make anything that you're doing better. So what I would recommend for the audience is that just take a second, they write some of these down and then they just play with it. Like when they're creating different Mm -hmm. kinds of copy to see like what works, what doesn't, they'll find their own favorite. But one of them is the ADA prompt. So it might be like, hey, Claw, hey, GPT, I want you to write a act as if you're a highly persuasive copywriter in the style of Frank Kern. And I would like for you to write a social media post for XYZ person who suffers with XYZ problem and dreams of XYZ. And I would like for you to use the ADA prompt to create the social media post, YouTube script you know, insert whatever you're writing. Mm -hmm. And it might go something like this. So basically Ada is getting their attention, sparking their interest, getting their desire and moving them towards action. And so when you do that, like what's going to happen is it's going to automatically generate something really, really sexy. Similarly, when you're creating like sales page copy and you're creating like what is in your actual course, you can just talk out like what it is, right? And then you can get it transcribed and you can send it over to any of the AI models I just mentioned. And it'll list what the problem is. It'll agitate the wound. It'll give the solution. And what that's going to do is just instantly transform what you have to say into like some really persuasive copy. And Mm. that's really, really cool. There's the BAB, before and after bridge, the SAR, situation, action, result, FAB, FAB, features, advantages, benefits, the past, pain, agitate, solution, takeaway. Those are some to get your audience started on really cool copywriting frameworks that'll instantly boost your copy. And my favorite so far has been, because I've been writing a lot of sales page copy and webinar copy, is the PAS because that one really is necessary for a high converting webinar. Mm -hmm. So cool. You guys, everyone listening, like take notes on this stuff. It's fascinating. And absolutely. I mean, I'm going to, we're going to, when we wrap up, we'll say this anyway, but like, make sure you're following Bonnie, like get on the wait list for her course. Or if when this comes out, it's already available to sign up, like get in there, get in there. This stuff is fascinating. Like what are ways to use AI that people would, I know there's like, you can use it for anything. So I feel like this is a silly question, but like, what are like those unexpected ways that you can use AI that people are like, wait, holy crap. I didn't know you could use it for this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, honestly, because your audience is so new age, like I feel like they would really appreciate some of the fun usages of it, which is like taking Like, let's say there's a part of your human design chart that you don't really understand, right? So you could feed it information about your human design and like text you pasted from the internet and then you could like chat with the data or you could give it, you can ask it, hey, can you like analyze like some data I'm going to pull from the internet and I'm going to feed to you. So don't expect it to know everything, right? I'm going to pull some stuff about my chart. I'm going to pull like maybe what it means. Like, have you ever read the human design book? It's so hard to read. <laughs> no, but I actually just had a podcast interview earlier today and we were talking about human design stuff. And it's something I really want to, I want to learn more than just like what I learned in apps and about mine. Like I want to be able to like read charts too, but. You can pull that and you can like, you can use that to like instantly interpret your chart to understand like your life path. I mean, would it be fun if you just asked me categories and say like, can AI do that? Like that would be a fun game we could play right now. Like, okay. Or you could say, shoot a category of like life. And I'll just try to give you some like quick ideas around how, what AI can do. Cause I want people to 
be. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right now. Sorry to be, I'm going to slightly be a downer, but like, I am okay. I just want to say that. So my dog, Lydia, who you've met has cancer, which is like not chill. And for everyone listening, well, actually who knows? I don't exactly know when this will come out. So, um, I may have talked about it on a solo episode before this, but it's a mast cell tumor. So it's like a little mole, basically. It's like the size of an eraser, like a pencil eraser. So it's very small. It says it's low grade. So should be fine surgery, all that kind of stuff. Not a cheap surgery, mind you. But right now I don't have pet insurance for her. And it's silly because I'm like, oh, I should have based on like just our regular appointments and other things we've gone in for here and there. Like I should have by now. So what I'm something I'm dealing with now is like, looking at like, okay, are there pet insurance options that would cover a pre-existing issue mm-hmm. like this and like comparing those and stuff like that? Cause there's mm-hmm. so many options. So that's something that I'm like, yeah. Oh, can I help me with this? For sure. Okay. So here's where I would start with that. So that information is going to need to be relatively up to date. So I would go to perplexity.ai, which will search the internet for you and cite its sources. Quad perplexity. Yeah, I would start with going to perplexity.ai and I would say, hey, I would like for you to list the top 10 like pet insurance options and give me some details around them. I might even like start over in GPT as well, right? Like, because I like the level of detail and I like that GPT will put everything in a table. (laughs) I'm a nerd. (laughs) Like, keep it organized. It makes me so happy. So I'd probably start with saying like, hey, like, can you please take um, the information up until 2021 or like browse the web as well and create a table? And I would like to have the following pieces of information ranked Mm -hmm. in this order. So I'm just going to make up the categories. You'll have to fill them in on your own. I'd like to know the top pet companies. I'd like any information from the Google reviews, if possible, if it's possible for you to scrape them. I'd like to have a general description of what it does, and I would like you to rank them in order of price or proximity to blah, 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 or specialty in X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. And then you put that information at the table. You could then take it over to perplexity. You can ask it information about it. You can ask it to like scour the web. You could do this in Bing as well, right? And say, hey, I'd like for you to create like a list, you know, the top 10 companies that do X, Y, and Z. I'd like you to to get the price information. I'd also like for you to, Bing's not as good at this, (laughs) obviously, get the Google reviews. Doesn't really do that. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. But yeah, (laughs) you can get some kind of other kind of information. Okay. You see, there's so many different, like everyone's now got their own AI tool too, so that there are like so many options to where then it starts. It's like, let me ask AI, which AI to use for which purpose? <laughs> you know, like there are a lot of, or maybe there aren't, there maybe are a lot I'm of like tools outsider. I definitely think people should just keep it simple. Like on a daily basis, I use chat GPT. I use Claude and I use perplexity. Those are the three tools I turn okay. to a lot. I mean, for video editing, like people can use Descript. I love Descript. Yeah, and caption. I use that like for all my reels, just about. Yeah, and then there's video editing softwares that'll like splice and dice them. Like Cast Magic is a new one. Opus okay. is a new one. So there's some really like sexy tools out there that will like repurpose your content. Beyond those, like I don't think you need most AI tools. I think it's a fun exercise to ask your team 
to look at, okay, I'd like for you to become more productive by using AI tools. Can you come up Mm. with a list of tools and start to play with them? Because obviously time is money. And if your team is moving 10 times faster, so will your business and they'll be happier. So of course it's a worthy investment, but on a personal level, you don't need to use all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. So shifting a little bit, like that was all so, it's so fascinating. There's so much to explore with it and still like continuing to encourage everybody to like plug in with Bonnie, get like, she has so many free resources on how to use AI and obviously like her course and all of that. But I want to talk a little bit about like some of the concerns around AI and dangers for it. And I don't know that I've talked to you about that much. I know you jokingly was like, oh, you know, I talked to it nicely in case it becomes conscious. <laughs> but like, what are some of your concerns with AI and what are like the dangers that you see with it? What level do you want to talk about? Because I got all sorts of levels Let's on this. Let's go. Let's get into it. I mean, like, what, you how want to know time... my real concerns? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. So I think AI is the most powerful tool on our planet. And I think what people don't talk about a lot is that it can and will likely cure all diseases. It'll help us stop aging within the next 10 years. So they're going to crack the code on that. It is already brimming towards smarter than us. And in 10 years from now, it'll be far past us. And so that's the good side that I want to highlight for people because who wants to, like the situation with your dog, for instance, right? Wouldn't it be great if your dog could last like 10 more years, right? hundred percent. She's a baby. She's She's four. Yeah. She's a baby. Yeah. So those are the good things in terms of concerns, because AI is so powerful. The concerns are that people who have the intention of mass death for humanity and the bad actors of the world will use this for ill intent. And they are already starting with that. So unfortunately, AI is already being trained as a killing machine by the US government. And I know that's really upsetting, but like they are making robotic soldiers right now so that in theory, they can police other people who might be using these things. But it's terrifying to think that they're doing this. What's more terrifying than the idea of drones and all these automated weapons that can't be killed, that could kill us and are being trained to kill people with laser-like precision, it's terrifying that right now there have been university-level students that were tasked with, can you create a lethal virus? And within an hour, they took students at a top university and they were able to create a deadly virus that could wipe out humanity, basically. And they sourced the labs. They sourced which ones were like pretty negligent with like getting things together mm-hmm. and with precision also. So like if somebody wanted to say everybody with brown eyes is going to be dead because we're going to create a virus that's going to kill them all, right? Like AI has the ability to do that. And because it's not regulated, which it ought to be, there's no stopping this. And there's no Geneva-like convention where we're all like getting together in a treaty and saying, hey, like just like nuclear weapons aren't cool to use and like chemical warfare isn't cool to use, like it's actually not cool to make killing machines. And actually it's not cool that we're not regulating the usage of things like I just mentioned with the viruses. And so like, that's terrifying. And Mm -hmm. 
I only mention that because I don't ever believe we are powerless. I never mm-hmm. believe that having the information is something that makes us as powerful creators in this world. It's not something we should be afraid of. It's something we need to be mindful of so that we can fight back, so that we can, yeah. you know, orchestrate movements so that this doesn't happen. The answer isn't mm-hmm. let's not use AI because the cat is already out of the bag, so to speak. But we need to have stronger regulations in who has access to this, at what level, and hopefully some peace treaties on how it is used. And we shall see. Yeah, so much. Even with like, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think there was like a lot of writers and actors, well, more writers like in the entertainment industry were wanting like legislation or just guidelines, rules or something around AI for like writing, because like they'll get completely like, I think there was some talk about that because like one of the shitty things that's happening is so much of the creative stuff, right? Like the writing or all those portraits and artwork that people are creating with AI are like, this is so cool. It's like, it is, it's cool. It's impressive. It's all of that. But then it's like, okay, but do we really want to be like having AI take over the like creative stuff and the artist stuff? Or like, why aren't we figuring out more ways for AI to do like the dumb shit, which we are obviously like we are, but like more emphasis on that than the like soul nurturing things for it to take over. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I have a different lens on it for two reasons. First, I hate the idea that people are heartbroken over it and I can see why. And I do feel like more rights need to be given to artists and writers and legislating how we do things with AI in terms of job replacement. Right. And I also feel like it's going to surge new forms of creativity. Right. So I like the idea that just in the same way, like people were afraid of like photographs when they first came out and they were afraid that that would like replace traditional art. It didn't, right? It just expanded it. I think that that is part of what's happening here. And because I love writers, they're some of my favorite people in the world and I love creatives. I also feel like saddened for them that their work is being ripped off. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's cool. I definitely feel like there should be more protections for them. And because they believe in empowering people, I want them to use this tool to their advantage to make more money. Because at the same time that we're saying this, there are copywriters who are literally making millions of dollars and have scaled their production by 10x by hiring other copywriters to work under them and training them on how to use AI, right? So if we have a tidal wave of change that's coming, right, putting up our hands and saying, stop, 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 isn't going to work. Riding the wave and allowing it to uplift us is what could work because truly an artist, right, is going to be able to craft the most brilliant art with AI if they should want to do that. I can understand that that's heartbreaking. I can understand if they don't want to, but like if you were taking the stance, okay, like this is coming, I'm going to embrace the curve. Like, could you start creating the best NFTs in the world, right? Could you like scale production on your work? Could you create a printing service? Like, how can you use this to your advantage? And I think that decision is personal, but that makes me feel good in saying that those who choose to ride the wave can get a 10x advantage. And 
at the same time, we do need to create protections for artists because who wants to feel like they're not going to be any real artists anymore? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like figuring out how to work with it and create better art. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, oh, wow, look at the time. So we'll we'll get wrapping up here in just a second. But question for you, have you seen the episode one of the new season of Black Mirror? No, I haven't. I heard it's about AI. Okay. Yes. I mean, do you want me to Tell spoil me. it for you at all or no? Okay. So everyone listening, this is a little bit of a spoiler on the Joan is awful episode of Black Mirror. So if you don't want spoilers about that, stop listening, right? Okay, I'm going. I'm going to share. It's so fucked up, like this episode, but it's so real. Like, right? Like, it's not that far, I think, from like where we are in a certain sense. So the basic premise of the episode, there's this woman named Joan. She's living her like normal life or whatever. And then she turns on what is Netflix basically in Black Mirror. And she starts watching a show called Joan is Awful. And the and her name's Joan. But the main character in it is played by Selma Hayek. And in Black Mirror, she's actually Selma Hayek as Selma Hayek. And Selma Hayek is playing this person, Joan. So Joan in Black Mirror is watching a show called Joan is Awful where Selma Hayek is playing her. Right. She's doing things from this woman's life, like in almost in real time, like it's like accurate stuff and like how they're even knowing all this, like anyway. And it gets to the point where like, basically Joan in her user agreement with quote unquote Netflix, Black Mirror Netflix, whatever it's called, it's like stream something or whatever, like in the user agreement, right. That nobody reads no one reads their like terms and stuff like that when you're scrolling on an app to watch TV, right? Like, but in that, it said that they can do this, create like exclusive like content based on her, like, right? She like signed everything away and it's ironclad, like all this kind of stuff. And so one of the things she does, she's like, okay, well, you know what? Like if Selma Hayek is playing me as this person. So what they learn is that Selma Hayek in the show is actually an AI version of Selma Hayek. It's not actually her. Selma signed away the rights to her image. And so they can create a show or all these projects with her as the actor, but she can just be sitting at home and still get paid, which is actually something that they're starting to like talk about and is already kind of a thing that's being explored, like with musicians and stuff like that. We're not far from that. So anyway, I won't spoil more. And then the episode goes into like, almost like simulation theory and like quantum stuff. Like it gets really cool, but like, it was just so fucking wild because like one, like a big lesson in like terms and like user agreements and stuff like that. Like who knows what we're signing away on, but then also like part of it with this Joan character is like, okay, well, if Selma Hayek's hologram, right. Is doing all these things that I'm doing, I'm going to start doing some really dumb shit. And even though it's technically not Selma Hayek doing it, I don't think she's going to like that her AI version of her is doing all this stuff and she's going to want to cancel the show too. Right. And so it's just all these implications for like, okay, well, yeah. So what happens if there's an AI version of you and you like sign rights away and you don't read all the fine print? You're like, oh yeah, go like act or use my image and all this stuff. Like, it's so interesting to think about. I think it's really scary. So it's interesting as yeah. even as much as I am an enthusiast on what AI can do, I also am someone who 
believes that the most precious thing we have in life is our time and our experience with the people we love and to be in the 3D reality. Bringing it back to what you're saying, like it's upsetting to me that soon we're going to be in augmented realities where all of our data you know, can be exposed in these ways. I think it's both wonderful and terrifying what that will do to the human brain, right? Mm -hmm. So right now, as we are speaking, there is technology on hugging face where you can take any movie clip, right? And you can replace your face with someone like of a movie clip. So you could like, like you like a scene from the office, you want to be like in that scene, we can put your face on it right now for free on the internet. Cool, funny, could have some really cool, fun, creative usages for videos and reels. And yeah, you don't even have to shoot scenes anymore. There's new text to video where you can instantly say like, hey, I want you to make a video about this. And you could even have your face on it in the near future, right? Mm -hmm. For vision boarding, how incredible is that, right? Like you can literally create yeah. an image of yourself in a reality that doesn't exist yet for imagining amazing for the people who have ill intentions and want to hurt other people, right? You could make revenge porn, right? And they already are doing that right? and it's ruining people's yeah. lives, right? So yeah. I definitely am all in favor of living in our 3D reality as much as possible <laughs> to having people who are listening to this podcast, who are nervous system experts, who are experts in consciousness, understand the super powerful tool because like, I want those people to be able to 10X their voices so that we don't have all this weird shit happen as much because those people's voices are proliferated on the internet. I want people living mostly in the 3D reality. I don't want AI to change our brains like this. Like, I don't want people to be able to hurt other people in these ways. Like, But the only way that happens is if the good with irony, right? The only way that happens is if the, the people who have the best intentions for humanity and the planet have their voices proliferated around the planet. And the best way to do that is to use like AI tools to take a podcast like this and use a tool like Opus and turn it into 10 clips on demand that had the potential mm -hmm. of going viral and use that to, to have your voice seen and heard more, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like use the tools and drown out the bad with better. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's going to get so weird. I know. And with the images and stuff, like I'm so curious to see how, oh gosh, to see how this like goes into play, like in the next election and everything. Cause we've already seen some like weird, like AI generated images and stuff like that, just kind of like playing around, but like, yeah, things are going to get Wild. I think one really good solution around that is going to be to have it be mandatory or illegal to have AI work not be clearly labeled as AI. So the godfather of AI yes. came up with a good solution around this. He's like, it's a very serious crime to print fake money. Countries don't like that. Hmm. You can get in very serious trouble if you print or expose to or use fake money. I don't think a digital ID is in any way going to help us, right? But what I do think is a smart idea is to have anything that is AI generated have some kind of tag or watermark, right? That is visible that shows that it's AI generated or else it's illegal because yeah. it's important to know what's real and what's fake. 
so people aren't tormented basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be so, and it's so wild how this, it feels like it happened so fast, mm-hmm. which it's probably been under the surface for a while, but like, I'm so curious to see how it all continues to unfold. And we've been chatting for a while, so I feel like we can keep going. I'm sure. But unless you have any final nuggets on this stuff to kind of close out, but I will, you know, ask like, you know, how everyone can find you. Well, people can find me by going to like livemoreformula.com. I think because we've just been talking about some really heavy shit, I think it'd be (laughs) really nice to leave people with like some kind of like lighter thing, something sweet, something uplifting. And so, okay, well, Oh, do you have an idea or cause yeah, I did not idea. I do. Oh, you have an idea. Oh, tell me what's your idea. <laughs> I was going to say like, how do you guide it to make meditations for you? Cause I love that. Yeah. I was going to let you're so you're reading my mind. It's so funny. Really? <laughs> I was like, literally like, as we were talking, like trying to pull it up on my screen. I love it. So one thing that I think is really, really cool is that you can use AI <laughs> to create custom meditations. And so one way you can do that is by basically saying to AI, you can put this in GPT-4, I want you to take this psychic reading or this list of affirmations I've written out or this journal entry where I'm kind of talking about who I want to be and become. And I would like for you to act as if you're a world-class meditation expert or affirmation expert, whatever you're going for. And I would like for you to create a vivid scene to help me affirm my new beliefs with descriptive flowery details in a feminine, heart-centered, empowered tone. And I'd like for you to walk through these new affirmations or meditations for me. And what's going to pop out is something that is just wild. Like I can read it to you. So what you can do if you're creating a custom meditation like this is you can use a prompt like this, tone, colon, a spiritual, kind, affirmative, gentle, masculine or feminine tone using vivid imagery and emotionally evocative language. I'd like for you to create a 2000 word visualization in GPT-4. And I would like for you to use scripts based off of popular ones you've seen on YouTube. I use that because I'm using these for myself, right? (laughs) If you didn't want to do that, you don't have to. To help someone set a vision of the future where you outline the steps outlined in this video script. And so basically I popped in a video script. So you could pop in a journal entry. You could pop in a psychic rating that you had recorded. You could pop in an affirmation script you had jotted down, whatever you want to pop in here. But, and this is the outcome. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So we gave it a paragraph, right? Of some kind of video text that he had created. And this is for a masculine tone. And this is what it came back with. As you prepare to embark on this journey of visualization, find a quiet and comfortable space where you can deeply connect with your inner self. I want you to close your eyes and take a few slow, deep breaths, allowing your mind and body to relax. Inhale deeply, and as you exhale, let go of any tension or distractions. Now with your eyes closed, begin to envision a world where your proposed idea has taken hold and flourished. 
imagine a future reality where this idea has created a harmonious balance between humanity and the environment. Picture a lush green landscape teeming with life, where trees reach for the sky with strong, outstretched branches. The air is crisp and pure and filled with the sweet fragrance of blooming flowers. Okay, so I'll stop there. Can you freaking believe that was written by a robot? I know. What the hell? So good. Like, yeah. And so fun as well for anybody who's creating meditations like this. It's like if you were a high ticket coach, which you are, right? And your client was like, I'm suffering with these blocks, right? And one of the things you did for them was craft custom meditations. Like, okay, you can take the conversation that you had. You could like get the gist of what they're trying to achieve, right? And put it in as notes and then instantly create a custom meditation for them to either record for themselves or if you're the kind of teacher who wants to record it for them. Cool. Amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And how valuable is that for people? And I'll tell you, I've been using these meditations as you taught me and I do them as vision boarding scripts and it instantly pulls me into a new reality and it's really powerful and you can do this for every area of your life that you want to change. Mm -hmm. So I think leaving it with the note of like, this is the technology that has the ability to shape our world for the better in every single way imaginable, our health, our bodies, our souls, like, and it needs regulations 100%. And there's some really scary things that we get to deal with. And I hope that after listening to this podcast, the people who are tuning in decide that they want to proliferate their magnificent voices and be heard and have the boldness to be visible and can continue to follow along in your journey because you really help empower people and women to do that. And that we use this to better our planet so that we can all live a better life together. Yeah. Beautiful. So on that (laughs) note, no, I love that. I'm like, oh, I feel so much better from our, (laughs) the the dark place we went. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, because I think that's really important to talk about. And especially as somebody who is like a leader in the AI space, which you very much are, like, it's important to, I think, like, I appreciate hearing your concerns and stuff like that. And the things that, like, how we continue to create like a beautiful world and use AI as a tool to help do that. Like, I think it's so important. So Well, first thing, where can everybody connect with you? I know you already said, but reiterate that. And how can they work with you for help on all this stuff? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I have a free masterclass, which is going to put all of these pieces together for people. Actually, starting from the beginning idea in this podcast, how can you replace yourself in your business? How can you systematically double or triple your income? And how can you scale your voice step-by-step in explicit details? I don't believe in creating bullshit masterclasses where you don't learn anything. So that is not what this is. (laughs) If you liked this podcast, you will love that because it's putting all the pieces together in a step-by-step fashion. If people want to dive deeper with me and get the kinds of results that my viral video creators are getting, then I have a program where I'm breaking down everything I talked about in this podcast from making your copy highly effective and putting that into a step-by-step formula that you and your team can follow, creating scripts and having AI generate that for viral videos and helping you really 10X your output and create high converting 
copy, right? And that can be for videos and for you know whatever it is you're creating. So that is the AI million dollar vault. And that's something that is offered at the end of my masterclass. Just as a heads up, I do have limited spaces in that because there's a live component and I can only handle so many humans and make sure that I'm giving my all to them. So if that's something that's piquing your interest, definitely take action right away and also join the masterclass right away because my intention is to only have that available for a limited time as well. So wherever you choose to go, I would love to have you. And I'm so excited for you to implement the next steps of this. Perfect. And we'll be sure, of course, like in the show notes to link to everything, all yeah. of that. And oh, livemoreformula.com is the URL. Perfect. And we'll put that yeah. again so everyone can easily find it too. Okay. Last question for you. And this is our kind of parting question for all of our guests. So this show amplifies all about helping people live as their most authentic, aligned, fully expressed, like amplified version of themselves out in the world, whatever that looks like for them. So what is like one parting piece of wisdom, like a quote, a question to ask yourself, an action to take, like one kind of final, like mic drop little moment to leave everyone with. So the guiding principle is to like be your most authentic self. Well, sure. Hmm. Your most authentic self, your most fully expressed, the most like you version of you that you can be in the world. Yeah. So the parting piece of wisdom that I have is that when you get to know pretty much anyone deeply, they are weird in the most wonderful <laughs> ways. Like everybody has these super strange quirks about them that make them weird and wonderful and cool. And when we try to fit the mold of what we think we ought to be in this world, and we try to shape ourselves and really just put out generic content or people-pleasing content, or we don't allow our own authentic voices to shine. Maybe we rely too heavily on the AI-generated content. We don't put our spin on it, right? <laughs> what ends up happening is you don't connect with the right people because at the end of the day, I like to say that like the whole world is kind of like what I call octagon theory. So imagine for a second that you are a beautiful little circle, right? And you're like, oh, you know what? I'm just not edgy enough. I need to be more edgy because you're trying to fit in with the triangles who hate your guts, right? And the squares who don't really care about you, right? Because you guys are just too different, right? So if what you try to do is you try to like shave your edges a little bit so you can maybe fit in with the squares or the triangles, what's going to happen is you're going to go over them and be like, hey guys, I'm really edgy now. Like, I really am cool. Like, <laughs> I hope you accept me. And the triangles are going to be like, you are still like not cool at all. You are not a triangle. Don't even try. And the squares are going to be like, yeah, still very awkward for us. Like you don't fit in here. And What's going to happen is you're not going to meet your people because you've shaved yourself off into this little strange octagon who has even less people to connect with because you're not being your authentic self, right? And meanwhile, had you just embraced who you were the whole time as a beautiful, perfect circular that is circle with that is so symmetrical and beautiful as you are, you would have found that there was a whole tribe of people, right? 
that would have loved you exactly as you are. And so my parting piece of wisdom is don't try to be an octagon. Embrace who you are, put your authentic message out into this world, and your people will come. And if you shave off all your edges, you're going to end up like an octagon and your real people will never see you. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. I love it. Thank you. On that note, y'all own your weird shapes and all of that. And be sure to connect with Bonnie, get into her masterclass, get into her AI program. If all of this spoke to you, connect with her, you name it. And thank you so much for being on the show. This was so fun. It's so fun. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.